Hey, it's time for Priority Pastor. Several episodes ago, I mentioned the first person I had a privilege of leading to faith in Christ, a fellow named Grant, an inner city fellow who, when I was sharing the gospel, sharing the bad news portion of the gospel, the, the fact that we are sinners and what that really means, how he interrupted me and got me to stop because he knew he was a sinner, knew he needed forgiveness and wanted a solution right now. That, that reaction of him, that conviction that he had kind of spoiled me in a way because it became the reference point of how I thought it ought to be. And I discovered that not everybody reacts that way to the bad news, that they are dirty, rotten sinners. I recall preaching a message in a middle-class church and making the point about what it meant to be sinners deserving of death. And I gave this analogy, which in retrospect might have been a little over the top, but this is what I said. I talked about 9-11 and the jets crashing into the towers. And I got people to imagine that they were sitting at the desk facing the window at the exact spot where one of those planes hit, how you'd see that plane coming for a few seconds, be powerless to do anything, and that plane would hit exactly where you were sitting and you would be you know, consumed in that, that fireball. And I, and I made the point that every single one of us deserved be, to be sitting in that seat. And that's what it meant to be deserving of death. In fact, when you think of it theologically, that's actually understating the truth. But that, that was the point I made. And I had a fellow come up to me after the service who was, he wasn't upset with me, but he did want to tell me that he didn't believe he was really that bad. That the idea that he would deserve that, that he was bad enough to deserve that, really was was beyond his comprehension. And I knew the fellow. He was, I consider him even a friend, respectable individual, uh, well-groomed, good dad, good husband, good worker, just a good guy. But he was having a hard time believing that he was really that bad of a sinner. And, and, you know, you have to ask yourself, is it is it really the case that, you know, inner city, struggling, addiction level people are worse sinners than well-groomed, middle-class, respectable people? And, you know, the answer is no. But sometimes I think maybe we, we buy into that. Now, if you've been in ministry for a while, you know, in middle-class churches, you know that there is, beneath that well-groomed exterior, there is a lot of nastiness that goes on in relationships and in ethics and in morality and finances and things, but it's, it's just not that, that visible. But it still leaves us with this challenge of how do we convince someone? How do we convince a respectable, good person that they are indeed a dirty rotten sinner deserving of death not just physical death but eternal separation from their creator how do we convince them and and the answer is actually that we don't that we can proclaim the truth that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of god and explain what that means biblically but we can't logic someone into accepting that truth that is the role and the work of the Holy Spirit. He is the one who actually brings the conviction. And so we need to recognize in our, 
are sharing the gospel that that we need to leave room for <laughs> the work of the Spirit. We need to expect the work of the Spirit when biblical truth is applied because the Word of God is his sword. And he puts his voice behind it. It is his voice. One more little additional thought tied to this is that for us to faithfully proclaim the gospel and be used by the Spirit to help convince people of their need for salvation, we need to be thoroughly convinced ourselves of the need for moment by moment, day by day, grace and the washing and the cleansing of the blood of Christ. We need to know that we ourselves deserve death. And apart from his grace, that's exactly what we get. And it's from that place of embracing it ourselves and embracing the forgiveness and the cleansing that the Lord has provided for us that we can then proclaim with boldness, with freedom, and with integrity that people indeed need the Lord. No matter where they're at socially, economically, visibly uh, free from sin or very visibly in sin, we all need it. We need to proclaim that. There needs to be the bad news before people are ready to receive the good news. We need to know we're sinners before we can accept that we need forgiveness. Mm -hmm.